most people call humility is actually arrogance, and what some people consider arrogant is the truest form of humility. Hang tight, it will all make sense in this conversation. Hello, my friends. My name is Chad, and this is the Naked Leadership Podcast, high-stakes conversations for relentless company founders. My co-hosts and I have over six decades of combined experience in leadership coaching, and this podcast is where we explore it all. There is no conversation too risky. In this conversation, Adrian and I discuss the most common misconceptions about humility. I want to quickly remind you that Dan is not in this conversation once again, as he's taking care of the needs of that of his family in this time of tragedy. If you're looking for a way to help, I've linked the GoFundMe page in the description, or you can send Dan a message. In this time of turmoil for their family, anything helps. Thank you. Now let's dive in. Adrian, I want to play a game with you. You ready? So uh, the topic today is humble leadership. Okay. I'm going to count to three and we're going to both say what we think most leaders think humility is just one word, right? Does the game make sense? So I'm going to count to three. We're going to both see it. See if we're in sync. Ready? What most people think humility is humble leadership. Yes. Yep. Okay. Humble leadership. Yeah. One or two words. Okay. Okay. Ready? You got yours? I think so. Okay. One, two, three. Being nice. Weakness. <laughs> they're, they're basically the same thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weakness. What do you, why do weakness. you say weakness? Well, humble leadership. Well, what, the, if that guy had a pair, he'd go in there and say that. Ah, yeah. You know, he's the boss. Why doesn't he... Why doesn't he set things straight around here? Why doesn't he tell her to leave? Why doesn't he blah, da, 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 da? Oh, he must be weak. Mm. And I was just on with it. With with, I was just on with a guy um, talking about a, um, this is a potential client. And he's a very measured fella. Measured. He's been around the block. He is a stud. And nothing to prove, really. You know, he's like very substantial guy and he's really measured and he's dealing with a person that's in his organization that founded the organization. And I said, your measuredness is a gift to the abused in the organization. It's not a gift to the abuser in the organization. What do you mean by that? Meaning, I mean, he's a measured cat very professional. He knows how to help people that when, are having a hard time. When you measured, is he careful? He's careful, thoughtful, deliberate, you know, poised. Um, and he's great at like helping hold things together, but he's going to need to generate more edge in order to deal with the issues that are, that are creating the, the chaos. He's good at dealing with the collateral damage, but um, and, and I'll connect it to the point here. Like he's got humility and part of humility is I think seeing yourself right, like having a right sized view of yourself. And, and if you have a right sized view of yourself, you're not out to prove something, you know? So if I'm confident in myself and I, if I know who I am, I don't need to go in guns blazing to prove to you that I'm something. Yeah. And if you are humble, then I can come in and bring a two by four to some guy or say something that's really 
harsh or direct or to the point and cut all the fluff. And I can do that from a place of advocacy for them. I'm not there to prove it about myself. Yeah. You know, does that, does that make yeah. sense? So, um, yeah, I think when people, yeah, to, and to your point, let me agree with yours, is that a lot of people, like, if I'm humble, then I must be nice. And that's a little bit of what I was talking to this gentleman about is like, hey, it's not going to work. It works when you lead, when you're serving these types of people. It's not going to work when this, the guy that you're talking about, the one he has complaints about, uh, he's got to fight fire with fire over there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For me, the, the niceness is like, it's a stage show. Like, look how humble I am. You know, let me show you how humble, rather than just living in the humility, I, I want to do that. Like I had this, um, I had this right-sized quote from you in my notes, wanted to ask you more about it. I really love it. I, I want to dive more into it. it. When you talk about being right-sized or thinking of yourself as right-sized, is that is that just knowing who you are, knowing the space that you take, knowing the capabilities that you have, and being comfortable with that? Is that how you would describe being right-sized? Well... Um, so what do I mean by right-sized? I mean that I'm taking full responsibility for every aspect of my being. That's what I really mean. So now if I translate that into like regular people's language, I mean that I know what I'm really great at and I fully own it, like really fully own it. And I'm unapologetic about what I'm great at. And I also know what I'm not great at, and I fully own that. I'm not great at these things, and I don't prefer them. I don't like them, and some things I don't want to get good at. So I'm not going to put on a show like, oh, I didn't have time to do it. I don't want to do that thing. I'm never going to want to do that thing. And so, well, look, Can I pause you there for just one second? I just want to mm -hmm. dig into the, each of those. So the latter, I get. That's, that's humility. That's humility. Right? The, the latter you talk about. Like, oh, if, if somebody can self-deprecate... De de self not not defecate, defecate. or or decorate yeah. <laughs> decorate merry christmas if if they're self deprecating or if they're you know if they know their their weaknesses and that's humility but you, but the first thing you said was if they know what they're good at and they're and they live in it boldly my words not yours but that's yeah. that's how i like right on. translate it what the hell that's not humility yeah how's that humility well, well, humility, yeah. So back to being right-sized. And it, even if it's, uh, let me stretch it a little bit too. So um, how do I say that? Um, okay, there's like a handful of points here. I'll try to be quick. Um, or it seems like I can organize them on the fly here. The uh, first off, where to begin? I, I remember walking in front of a room, I don't know, the first Impact Series, at some point I just said, it's okay to be a badass here. And people liked that clip that it went ended up going out on, on social media. So you got to own, own what you're great at, which as I said earlier, like the, it is humility to not be in any level of avoidance that I'm responsible for my gifts and it's false humility to not be responsible for my gifts. It's arrogance. Not that's be, right. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, if I don't own 
I mean, similar to the conversation you and I had earlier today, where it's like, hey, I need to be spending my time doing these things, and which involves me coaching less mm-hmm. and spending more time, you know, you know, work, you know, working um, and generating ideas and writing and content creation. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's, anyway, I, I'm responsible for that gift and I can get by by not standing fully in my gift. I can get by with myself anyway. And, but my, my best gift and my most, so what, what is, I mean, so part of the way to look at humility as well is like, I live in service of like, so I'm right sized. So I'm living in service of a vision. Yes. So in order for me to live in service of a vision, I need to get really intentional about the best use of my time. So that's right size. Like I, I see myself as a means to an end as well. Um, and I know the power and potential of me being fully alive. And I know ways in which I can betray that as well. Right. So most people, to your point earlier, talk, talk, think about humility as, oh, he's in touch with his dark side. Yes. And is he fully owned his bright side? You know? Yeah. So, which I think is a, is not a common understanding of the idea of humility. I love how you, I love when you talk about uh, great for the service of a vision. I am really fucking good at this and I'm using it to serve the vision that I see is worthwhile for the, for myself and the people around me, my family, my team, all of that sort of stuff. And if here's the, here's the kicker for me, which is the other side of the coin is if I'm great at it, if I'm great at that and I'm, it's clear that it's a gift for me, that it's a gift that I can offer and I don't offer it boldly. That is arrogance. Um, because I'm just as much as if I was being great for the, in the service of being great, like, look at me, I'm great. That's arrogance. But if I'm also don't use the gift in the service of the vision and be great in it, that's also arrogance. And I had a, a client that I absolutely love who came to one of our recent, uh, revenants and, um, you know, he's a, just such a talented dude and such a gift to people in every, in every, like everywhere he goes, he could be such a gift. And he really stood back. He really held back in that experience for most of it. And I had a conversation with him and was just giving him some feedback. He was asking me about how the, you know, and his idea was like, well, I'm holding back I'm giving other people a chance to do their thing, like get their discoveries, all of that sort of stuff. Like, and, and I just said, man, that's a really arrogant position. And he was floored and he still brings it up to me almost every conversation that we have. It was so impactful for him. It it is that realization that if I've got this gift, if I'm great in a way and I choose not to use it in the service of what we say we're about together, then, then yeah, then that's not humility. The only constant in an organization like yours is change. I want to take just a second to tell you about The Change Imperative, an ebook written by our very own Dan Takini. Let me ask you, how do you personally relate to change in your business? Does it feel like a threat at times? Does it ever feel like you can't keep up with it or it never happens fast enough? Are there certain players on your team that resist change and keep your company stuck? Growth, change, and transition 
These intersections often come with confusion, frustration, and resistance. You can flip those experiences into clarity, confidence, and alignment with the Change Imperative eBook. The Change Imperative is instructions for innovating with your team. Go ahead and click on the link in the show notes to get your free copy of the Change Imperative now and feel confident about creating the change in your company necessary to take it to the next level. Yeah, right on. Well, and I think, and, and I remember that conversation and I, and I know this guy really well and, and I, I know the, the impact you had. And it takes boldness even to, like, to say that to somebody because you're advocating for him in that moment. And, you know, I think most of us, you know, spend a lot of time thinking that we don't want, we, we don't want to be like the crap we see others being. Meaning like if somebody else is speaking for their own narcissistic end and I don't want to come off that way. Like, you know, cause most of like, we're like doing the math on, I don't want them to think that I'm doing this. And instead, so then we hold back, which was his tension, right? Is he didn't want to seem or look like blank instead of knowing in himself that, Hey, I got something to say, and it's here to be a gift for them. And that takes humility to put yourself out there and to face the ridicule, to face the judgment, to face the. Um, you know, if people don't like you, uh, you know, and are they, they resist you or you're not as great as you think you are, you know? So it takes, it takes humility to, to stick your neck out and to, and to be great. I mean, that's, there's, remember like the, the, it's definitely in the New Zealand or mostly oceanic, the tall poppy syndrome. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of cultures, um, uh, have been crafted that way where it's like, if you're great, you're a target. Yeah. And if you're great, go ahead. I'm my invitation to you is go be a target. <laughs> yeah, it's totally. Okay. It'll make you more resilient. Go be a yes. target. Yeah. And, and it will, I mean, it will end up in one way or another, it will end up serving the vision you say you're committed to either by, you know, exposing what's not available in the culture. And that's great. For you and for everybody else, what I mean by that is like, if you go in there and you're great and there's not room for you to be great, that's not the place for you, probably, unless willing, unless the culture's really ready to rally around you mm-hmm. being great, right? Right on. Um, the- I say that to clients all the time, by the way, like people that are like in, uh, they're working at some company and they're looking at, you know, shifting and doing something else. Really the conversation is, let's go find your next team your next team that isn't threatened by your excellence, um, which is, you know, it's freeing for people because they're going, they're looking for a new context. They're like looking, you know, it's like, go, let me go find like a whole set of like set of beliefs and system and, and, and core values that like, I can go be great and it's not a problem. Yeah. 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 Uh, one of the, as I was thinking about this topic, I was kind of going back through some of your older social media posts you had, you were what, I don't know if you remember writing this or not, but there was one about humility and you tied honesty to humility. From my perspective, there was like, honesty is what I got from it is like, honesty is a crucial ingredient for humility. Um, and I thought that was interesting, right? Uh, 
and and that might be exactly what we're talking about is how honest are you willing to be with yourself and other people about how great you where where you're great and where you're not great yeah yeah well let me channel dan as he's not on this call or on this podcast today i know that um he always is quick to bring up and i appreciate it every time he does that the humility um is founded in or is etymologically connected to the word grounded mm. you know so like i'm i'm ground i'm rooted and mm -hmm. you can't you, you're not gonna so i don't mean grounded like lowly i mean rooted so um you can't you can only be rooted in the truth yeah you you can be other things in other things but you can't be grounded in like a false narrative Otherwise, you're just not grounded. So, and how do you write? You're something else. And how do you get to the truth? Well, you got to be really willing to be honest. Like, there's no conversation that I can't have with myself. And that takes some work, more work than it just sounds like. It sounds like, oh, sure, I'm really honest with myself. Well, are you really? Right? Are there, is there any conversation you're avoiding? Is there anything that you're unwilling to talk to about yourself? Is there anything that you wouldn't want somebody else to hear? If they were listening in between your ears, is there anything you're ashamed of? Anything you're embarrassed about? Anything you hope people don't find out? Anything like, you know, whatever the conversation is. Like if you're not willing to explore and be honest with yourself, then it's really, it's going to make the humility conversation much more shallow, you know? But if you can own all that and you're really honest about it and you're honest and you're honest in such a way that you know, at times you're dishonest, like you're inauthentic. And if you can be authentic about your inauthenticity, wow, you got to like, there's no conversation that you can't have with yourself. And if you, if you're in that place, there's no conversation you can't have with anybody else. So, you know, I think that's the connection for me is like, if, if I will naturally keep people out of a conversation I don't want to have with myself and it's going to betray any, like on that continuum that we've been talking about this whole time, like how great you are or how you really blow it, you know, like your best gifts and your dark side, whatever. Like if you're not having either one of those conversations with honesty, then you're going to keep other people out of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So the conversation with yourself and then also the conversations externally, right? The, the honesty that's required there in humility is like, when you think about giving somebody feedback, if they're missing it, if they're not showing up the way that you all have committed to be together as a team and they're missing it, they're not showing up, you may feel like there may be a misconception that arrogance would, it would be arrogant to go and tell them how they're missing it or show them or be with them in how they're missing it. But actually that's the most humble thing you could do because it's honest and it's grounded in the truth. Um, and, and so want to just be clear, like, it's not only the conversations we're having with ourselves, but it's the conversations we're willing or unwilling to have with the people that are outside of us. Yeah. And that's the, uh, I'll put my cap on this part here. Yeah. It's like the, as we talk about the purpose. So what's the purpose of this conversation? You know, what's the gift of it? What's the usefulness of it? Well, um, people, we, we naturally as humans want to keep getting better. We want to keep developing. We want to keep evolving. We want to think our, our experience of ourselves and life is like tomorrow is going to be better than today uh, or next year is going to be better than this year. And in order to have that conversation, 
uh, with ourselves, and especially if you if you got people working for you, they they're not going to say this, but if you want them to last for a long term, they need to get better as human beings while they work there. Like if I work here, I get better. Now, most people might not even be connected to that conversation, but that's a core human thing. Like I can evolve, I'm getting better. And if you can have this conversation with them, an honest one, uh, with the eye on what's possible for them and what they want moving forward. And so it's like, it's, you get to reality, but not in a place of condemnation, but one of development, one of acceptance and then ownership and moving forward. Um, then everybody gets better. Everybody grows. We connect. We, you know, the more is possible if we're willing to be connected to current reality. So that's the purpose of it. Like humility gets us more connected and then we can do more together, do something new together. Yeah. I love, I love that being on our team makes me such a better person or, or I, I create myself as a better person to be on this team. Um, so thank you for that. Uh, beautifully, clearly stated, man. Loved it. Thanks so much for the conversation. Awesome. Thanks, man. All right. Love you, brother. Bye-bye, everybody. Well, my friends, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Naked Leadership Podcast. As a heads up, every Friday, we post a Cliff Notes version of that week's conversation with all the highlights in under five minutes. Check that out for a quick and powerful reminder of the principles discussed. I hope this conversation has been valuable to you. If it has, the greatest compliment you could pay us is sharing it with somebody who could use it. Thanks so much for listening. And until next week, bye-bye everybody.